Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're safe and well wherever you may be. Today we hear from Alison Hoffman, President of Domestic Networks at STARS, and Monica Raymond, star and director of the US premium cable net's acclaimed crime drama Hightown, about how to develop authentic and inclusive content. C21's Content LA On Demand virtual conference got underway last week with a series of panel discussions and one-on-one interviews exploring how the US television business is evolving in a period of unprecedented change. From the shift to streaming, the challenges of keeping production going during the pandemic, the Black Lives Matter movement and a shift towards more international focused development, these discussions tackle the gamut of issues and opportunities confronting Hollywood right now and the status of US programming on the global stage. Alison Hoffman, President of Domestic Networks at STARS, and Monica Raymond, star and director of the US Premium Cable Net's acclaimed crime drama Hightown, spoke to Michael Pickard about their experiences in developing authentic and inclusive content through initiatives designed to improve diversity both in front of and behind the camera. So Ali and uh, Monica, thank you so much for joining us today, uh, particularly to Monica, who's in the middle of directing FBI. How, how's that going for you, Monica? It's going very well. I love this crew. I love the company. Um, it's just it's just a pleasure to be here in New York shooting. Absolutely. And, and how is it, I guess, amid the pandemic? Is it is it proving to be manageable or are you having to, I guess, take on a lot of extra restrictions and precautions to uh, to get the shoot done? Yeah, I mean, people who've been experiencing working in the new COVID environment are sort of having to go through these rigorous protocols to make sure everybody's staying safe. But if there's any industry that can adapt to anything and to problem solve, it's Hollywood. So we're figuring it out and continuing to work. So it's just, thank God we're we're all working. No, absolutely. Yeah, so I keep... Uh, you know, hearing particularly stories about British crews filming at the moment, it's just remarkable that they're, they're you know, t- you wouldn't notice anything's changed on TV, would you? The, you know, the <laughs> amount of stuff that's still being produced. So it's, it's a remarkable <laughs> achievement. And, um, and, you know, so thank you both for joining us. We're going to, um, you know, obviously here to talk a bit about stars and, and how, um, you know, the, the cable premium cable network is, is kind of leading the way in terms of uh, inclusion and diversity on screen and, and particularly with its take the lead initiative that was launched uh, recently. Um, I mean, Ali, do you want to just give us uh, the lowdown on, on what Take the Lead actually is? Yeah. Um, so Take the Lead is really an expression of our brand. And, you know, Stars is really committed to um, telling narratives by, about, and for women in underrepresented audiences. So I would say Take the Lead is sort of an expression of that. It's a commitment to that. It's very deep-rooted for us. And it's core to our business. It's not a side multicultural initiative. It is in really organic and really important to what we're doing. Um, we really want to make sure that all audiences feel seen on, on premium programming. And that's that's the commitment is that, that we want to be very, very inclusive. Um, we want the audience to feel included in the storytelling. And then that starts with who are you putting in charge? who's directing episodes, who's writing episodes, how is the company behind these, you know, these stories staffed. So it really is sort of a 360 or holistic approach uh, to inclusivity and inclusive storytelling. From my perspective, anyway, this isn't something particularly new for stars. I mean, you've been working this way for a number of years, haven't you? So, I mean, can you tell us a bit about 
maybe some of the shows that were kind of the front runners of this sort of initiative and, and maybe yeah. why now you've kind of formalized it perhaps? It actually started about seven years ago with a show called The White Queen, which was a Philippa Gregory novel um, that we um, took to screen. It was sort of a page to screen. And it was the first time that stars really saw a female audience um, driving the success of programming. Um, and, you know, after that, it was Outlander, which is driven by female audiences um, and power which is, you know, driven by um, African-American audiences. Um, and then po Power was a show actually that um, started big, but then by the end of its first season had doubled its audience. Um, and it was Black women really driving the success of that show um, episode to episode and season over season. And so we just felt, okay, this is this is our differentiator. This is really going to be the core to our business. And so it became a really purposeful effort in terms of who are you putting in charge of the shows? So then it was, whose stories are we telling? You know, how are we supporting showrunners to tell their stories? And so you get, you know, Courtney Kemp, Tanya Siracho, um, uh, Rebecca Cutter <laughs> um, with Hightown. Um, but you sort of, you start to really be purposeful in terms of who's in charge, who's telling those stories. And I think when you see women and people of color in charge and in that showrunning position, they start staffing the writer's room with diverse <laughs> writers. They start um, hiring women and people of color to direct. Um, and so it becomes this really sort of um, momentum building effort. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Monica, I mean, as an actor and, and, and a director now as well, I mean, what's your been your impression of, of this, you know, what's been happening at Stars, particularly from, from your perspective and, and I guess the wider industry up to this point, how has Stars maybe... Uh, been seen as a, a role model perhaps or, or is changing the game from, from your perspective? I keep sort of repeating myself every time I get an opportunity to, to say what a, what an incredible opportunity is to work with stars. I think it is absolutely the best network hands down right now in terms of its intention and in trying to diversify storytelling and supporting these uh, diverse stories and really making sure that, as Ali said, that the audience feels included in, in the content that we're producing. And I've never felt at home in this way. I've never felt so trusted as an artist or respected in the room where my point of view does have some weight. It may not be the best choice all of the time, but I feel heard and I feel acknowledged and respected as, as a woman and and as a Latina, and that my, my sort of breadth of experience uh, does have value in the storytelling space. So I think, hands down, I, I hope to work with stars forever. <laughs> I love this network. You feel the same way. I mean, I remember when, Monica, when you decided to join the cast of Hightown, and stars um, hasn't gotten, sorry, stars <laughs> in the past, like, like yourself. I mean, people really have this, this great, um, breadth and portfolio of experience. A lot of times we were building new talent and launching new talent. And that was sort of the focus. So when Monica came, we were so excited to have her on board because there's also that experience that she brought, um, to the role and, and to the production. I mean, as number one on the call sheet, you are leading that show. You are, you are really in a leadership position to set the tone for the show, um, and, and be a leader on that set. So that was a huge win for stars. And we, we, we feel the same way. We couldn't be happier to have you, um, as a leader, as a leader for the network. 
Oh, Allie. Yeah, I mean, it inspires the teams too. I mean, it just, you know, on the corporate side of things and the network and, you know, people see Monica um, and, 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 you know, her talent and her again in, in that number one position. And, and that creates a competitive advantage for us in terms of, you know, finding employees and retaining employees and things. So it really does build um, and it really creates sort of a, a bubble for the network of, you know, we're all doing this together and we feel a part of something, even somebody and, who might be in the marketing department, in the PR department, things like that. Yeah. If I may, just to sort yeah, of continue that conversation is what's so wonderful about that. Now that stars has um, so thoughtfully put that at the forefront and bringing people like myself or other, you know, um, other, other actors slash directors, sort of multi-hyphenated um, women it's, it's really about sort of, um, integrating those relationships that we have as well. You know, as a a woman of color who is an actor and a director, there are other women of color who, who I know who would be a great fit, who are good collaborators in this sort of culture. Um, so it's the same thing as she's saying, it sort of spans across any kind of uh, department is that those relationships become the network from which we, you know, build this home together. So. Yeah. And just, and to build on that too, I mean, obviously, you know, directing, writing, um, all of these things are, um, I mean, there's, there's an industry around them, but there's a word of mouth component to how people get hired and get their next job and things like that. And I think that's what, you know, you, Monica can cultivate too, because now you have this extended network and you can say, I'm in a leadership position and I can put somebody else, Mm -hmm. you know, at the forefront or bring them up. So that's what's exciting, too, is that sort of um, there's this sort of official network and then there's this sort of organic word of mouth network um, to content creation that that it supports. Absolutely. I mean, do you think on that, do you think that kind of um, I guess over here in the UK, we might call it the old boys network, where it's kind of the people who are in those positions of power continue to hire the same people. and, And that means very few new people get to break in. Is that is that kind of what you've been doing then is breaking that chain and, and then building those new relationships out. So those people then have an input to bring other new people in and, and slowly that, you know, these people, the, these writers and directors expand, you know, they're becoming, uh, it's expanding, you know, who you bring into to stars. Yes, that's exactly the hope. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's sort of a history obviously of shadow programs and mentorship programs and things like that. But I think what stars maybe five or six years ago did differently is, um, made sure that those positions were paid. (laughs) People were, you know, really getting paid for their work. Um, but also, um, when an opportunity arose to have, you know, a, a, a new voice. So whether that's a directing voice or writing voice, um, really making sure that those showrunners were sponsoring those new voices um, so that, again, you can kick off that word of mouth network. Somebody has a really good first experience. Somebody is supported in that first experience. And so it sort of begets and drives um, more more work. And so then they're off and running. It's a launch pad, um, I think, is, is what it is. But yes, I Old Boys Network. I don't know, Monica, if you want to speak about that at, at all. Uh, I think that is a thing. I hope it's not a thing at stars. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a thing at stars. Um, you know, we're in the business of storytelling, right? That is our business. That's the commodity which we are selling and creating. So it only behooves us to expand the stories that we tell. 
um, you know, if we have to keep up with the change of the world in this industry. And so I think the demand is what's driving the driving force between, you know, breaking that, you know, old trope of the network that we stay within. Um, the world is different now. People yeah. want to see themselves. They want to see their own voices. And if we don't change with the world, then we're going to become an obsolete dinosaur. And that just, there's no room for that. We're artists, you know, really? we are in the business of changing and creating cultural conversations, whether it's topical or totally fantasy. We, we create the stuff that you enjoy during times like a global pandemic. <laughs> so it's our responsibility to, to have expansive stories. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And and so just on, on Hightown, I mean, Monica, do you want to just give us a bit of an intro for, for people who maybe haven't seen the show? What's it what's it about? And and tell us a bit about, you know, your character, uh, Jackie, and, and what she kind of gets up to through, I guess, season one, because we haven't seen season two quite yet. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, Hightown is set in um, Massachusetts and centers sort of in Provincetown, Massachusetts. And Jackie Quinones is this vivacious sort of rule breaking, uh, uh, ball busting tough girl who, who, um, is a fishery service officer. So she works on the water and one day she stumbles across this dead body that's washed ashore. Um, and she kind of becomes obsessed with that story and goes down that path. Um, and she's also dealing with issues like her sobriety and how that comes into play and sort of plays as the obstacle for her to overcome. Along the way, she, of course, you know, runs into a few bad guys, makes a couple of friends who become uh, her her new club, so to speak, of trying to f- to find and catch the the bad guys, the killers, the criminals who are centered in P Town. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like I'm- a it's like a it's like a cool crime drama that is now led by a woman, but under the same circumstances that a man would have been mm-hmm. written for, right? And yeah. so that's what's great about it. I, I love playing Jackie because it's it's not so much she is gay in the story, and it's not so much about sort of these like surface level characteristics. the The show is completely focused on the narrative, sort of the hunt uh, of her of her finding justice um, during these crimes that are happening one after the other. Uh, and and that's what I love so much about playing Jackie. It's like her driving force is redemption and wanting to to solve solve this case mm-hmm. absolutely and i think audiences i mean just to speak to the audiences that come to high town are really responding to the complexity of of that character um and the diversity of the ensemble as well i would say high town is probably one of our truly one of our most diverse uh, audiences that it draws meaning you know really drawing ethnic diversity racial diversity gender diversity um age diversity, economic diversity. I mean, we really do see that with Hightown. And I think that speaks to, you know, you you put all those pieces in place and then you're inviting an audience in um, and, and lots of different people that are sort of communing around this great story. Um, so we're, we we love Hightown at Stars. Um, we love the audience that it draws. And I think, you know, the, the storytelling is, it's com- it's complex. It's not a reductive story. It is, it is a complicated story with complicated characters that you haven't seen on television before. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And then, Ali, I mean, talk about the, the audience that the show kind of brings to Stars. I mean, 
how do you then look for new projects and what what determines maybe what you might look for in a new project whether it's the story the the world it's set in the writer who's who's you know the auspices involved you know how do how do you um you know work that process and and sort of to, to make what would be a star show yeah i mean i think premium television is really auteur driven i mean it really is who is at the helm of this who has a story to tell we know that we are serving women and people of color underrepresented audiences. And that is really sort of what our focus is. Um, So obviously, you know, stories that are not like anything else on television that have a different point of view um, spark for us. I think there's a language um, piece that, that we don't ascribe to that maybe some other networks do. This idea of risk this idea that, you know, oh, working with somebody who hasn't run a show before is risky or working with a director who hasn't necessarily, you know, directed before is risky. We don't, we don't believe that. We believe that these are opportunities, that these are exciting stories that need to be told. And, you know, the idea of sort of doing the same thing everybody else is doing or doing it the way it's done, that's, that's, that's risky because that's just, you know, invisible. Um, so I think, yeah, I, we're really looking for these exciting stories that we haven't seen on television and then premium entertainment. I mean, we are really committed to premium. And so everything, the hallmarks of premium, you know, just like what Monica's talking about, complex characters, really deep characters, you know, Jackie is an anti-hero. you know, she's, she's all, all of these complexity or whatever, but you still love her and root for her. Um, and so, and, but, but also it's mature, you know, it's not pulling any punches, you know, if there's sex, if there's violence, if there's language, it's, that's, that's the world we live in. Um, so I think that, you know, really wanting to work with the creative community, tell the story the way they want to tell it and not get in the way of that with standards and practices and things like that. We're really committed to that um, and retaining that premium, those premium values. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, Monica, what's it like for you just, you know, being on the set of Hightown, um, you know, I guess with working with Rebecca and, and the cast and the crew behind the scenes, I mean, how, what, what's it like your experience being on the show? I mean, guys, I'm not, I'm not being hyperbolic. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is quite literally the best experience I've ever had in Hollywood. Um, having Rebecca at the helm and as our captain is completely empowering. She is so game to collaborate. She's so open to thoughts and points of view without ever having to compromise the integrity of her vision. So she really knows how to navigate that very well. Um, You know, our executive producer on the ground, this woman named Ellen Schwartz, and she's really another captain there. You know, this year we filmed in Wilmington um, and she is helping run that show. And then working with JBTV, uh, with Christiane Reed over there as another leader. So I'm surrounded by women telling this story. And I'm on the phone with women talking about the character, talking about the arc, talking about production elements or technical things. And it's absolutely the most inspiring environment I've ever had the opportunity to work in. Uh, I do want to like, sort of harp back to what Ali's saying and like the word that keeps coming up for me working with stars and what we're all doing together is like, it's very disruptive. Mm-hmm. What we're doing is disruptive, right? 
And like in almost in the same way as like the technology or business industries sort of operate whenever you have somebody cool coming in and shaking things up, you like, you know, there's this mentor of mine. He says, you, you drop a nuclear bomb on it and you just let it blow up and you see what happens. And that's how we can start to rearrange and sort of look at it from a zoomed out 3d perspective. That's what stars is doing. We're disrupting the industry. We're shaking it up because because, because we want to, <laughs> and that's the, and that's the best reason of all. It's because like, we want to, because we can, and we want to tell these stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, and I mean, I've got some statistics from the from the Take the Lead website. I mean, oh. um, <laughs> I'm not sure how up to date they are, but I mean, it says um, you know of on screen leads, fifty eight percent are women, sixty three percent are people of color. You have fifty five percent female showrunners, forty six percent of showrunners are people of color. I mean, and. You know, there's a few more I could go into, but I mean, just on, in terms of statistics and data, I mean, how, how do you use data? I mean, d- data is such a, um, a valuable commodity these days to broadcasters and the streaming platforms. Do you use that at all to inform your decisions or, or how you might take on a new series? Absolutely. Um, so I think in terms of those statistics, those I, I love those statistics because they help hold people accountable, you know, whether it's holding us accountable accountable. I mean, the industry comparisons, I think, are in those stats too, you know, and so it's it's good because you're, again, we're we're not being guided by statistics. We're being guided by what is an ex- exciting story. What do we think will serve the audience? But it's good to have that reflection back to say, how are we doing? Where do we need to do better? Um, we recently lo- launched um, a partnership with AWD, the Alliance of Women Directors, because we weren't thrilled with, I think we were at like 45% um, female directors and we just thought we could do better. And so we said, let's, let's, let's do better on that stat. Um, Let's, uh, you know, get into a partnership again that materializes into actual episodic directing work. Um, And so even though that is maybe twice the industry average, it didn't feel good enough for stars. Um, So I think those statistics are really helpful. Um, Throughout the organization, we use data a lot. Um, because again, it's, it's, how are we really doing? Um, because we are, as Monica said, like we're disrupting and we're trying to do things in a different way. You do need to look and say, you know, our audience is responding. Um, what are they responding to in specific? Um, when we have a new show, we do, we do a lot of testing. We do positioning testing and premise testing, but this is an art and it's really, those are, those are, germs to inform our thinking. We hope that when we share that data um, with our creatives, that it's helpful to them to see like, oh gosh, audiences really loved this. These were the top, you know, these were the top moments, uh, things like that. Um, so it's a balance that we want to strike, but we we do want that feedback loop. We think that feedback loop is really, really important to the business. Uh, definitely. I mean, would you say, are there targets? Do you have um, a kind of percentage of, of female showrunners that you want to hit? Or are you just happy with, you know, being, you know, like you say, double the industry standard in, in some cases? Where where where's your where are you aiming for? Yeah, I, I think we're really happy with the statistics that UCLA sort of reflected back to us. Like I said, we were we we wanted to do better on directors, but that was our own bar. That wasn't really versus the industry. Um, but I think you know we always we always want to do better. And then it's also like throughout the organization, you know, think about um, vendor partnerships, think about agency partnerships, photographers that you work with. You know, anything that you're building around the shows, it all starts with the shows. The, the, those are you know kind of what's driving 
the business. Um, but then how are you really looking across the organization and, and continuing to push and do better um, and setting targets? But so far, we're really excited and really just want to uphold this commitment, I would think, um, is sort of where we're, where we're leading. No, definitely. And you mentioned and also be a, be a, you know, we want to be a role model. We want, we don't want to stand alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do right now, <laughs> but we think, we think if, if, if others did this, that would be a great problem to have. <laughs> um, if, if others started sort of encroaching on this space. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, do you see, um, you know, as you say, you've been doing this for a few years now, do you see the industry kind of changing to, 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 to the way, the path that you're taking, or do you still think, Others are obviously, you know, doing their own thing and, and you know, need to do better. I, I think some are. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm encouraged by some of the things that I'm seeing with other networks and other studios. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, but yes, we all need to do better as well. Yeah. Monica, what's your kind of um, take on just where the industry is at the moment? I guess, uh, you know, that at least for the past year, certainly diversity has been a big watchword in the industry around the world. I mean, how are you seeing things change and, you know, what needs to change to make things better, you know, even more so? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Ali. I think that we're, we're starting to see a pretty big shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing people want to change with the times, want to, you know, open the door to more inclusive staff uh, and content that's being made. I, I feel a little bit of resistance in some corners of it. Um, But for the most part, people do seem to be on board. And what I'm seeing, even, you know, some of the content on other networks, for example, on BBC, seeing things that are getting made with such integrity and also taking risks in terms of, for example, uh, from a producerial point of view, um, and sort of trusting that that diverse, cool, more cinematic approach to storytelling is in fact the right choice. I'm seeing that being done more and more. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And you mentioned, Ali, um, you know, this partnership with the Alliance of Women Directors. And I mean, how would you say Take the Lead is, is um, you know, different from those other initiatives that you kind of hinted at at the start, that this is something very different for the industry? And, and how are you going to push this even further? You've got transparency talks that you're going to be holding now. And, and what, what kind of other ways are you sort of pushing this further? Yeah, so, I, I, you know, we're really trying to um, walk the talk. I think that's first and foremost, that's what Take the Lead really is about, is how does the business and the brand remain committed to, to this mission? Um, Take the Lead also has sort of an educational and awareness um, component to it where we are doing things, um, these pieces called transparency talks, where we're having conversations just like this to say, you know, how, how, is, how are we, how, are the ind- how is the industry doing? on some of these issues of inclusivity. Um, We're um, hoping to sort of resolve it in a big summit where we can sort of bring different industry leaders and then also outside the industry together to really sort of reflect on on hopefully progress and and, and sort of what are the next steps, what becomes possible once you achieve certain certain goals. Um, So yeah, I think there there are conversations that are happening. Um, we hope that those are, you know, people are, are are finding value from them. And we're also, again, trying to sort of live, live this and really sort of infuse it into every aspect of the business. Mm-hmm. 
Great. And, and once you kind of identify these new writers that you're, you're working with, these new directors, these new actors, uh, in some cases as well, I mean, how are you then strengthening those relationships to ensure that they come home to stars again, you know, and, st- and stick with you? What are kind of... Those, yeah, like, what's, what's <laughs> we've that had that of? experience where we've we've had, you know, we've given people their first opportunities and then they go on to other... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, you know, we do, we do do overall deals. We do first look deals. We do try to keep people in the family. Um, Rebecca, uh, Cutter has a, an overall with Lionsgate. Um, sometimes it's the Lionsgate level, sometimes it's the stars level. Um, but we really do try to um, lock people in um, when we, you know, feel that it's working and it's talent, you know, it's talent that we want to secure. Um, and, but we, we also really are proud of, you know, people who maybe start, they get their first, let's say, episodic directing uh, gig with stars and they go on to, you know, have a huge career that, that, that is great as well. Um, and we know that there are a lot of people who have had that experience and and still remember us fondly and hopefully we'll circle back. <laughs> no, definitely. And um, and you mentioned kind of our Lionsgate very involved in, in this and, and with stars on, on, on this kind of level. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, from a TV production perspective, they're producing a lot of our content for us. And so they really understand that this is our mission. Um, and it's helpful to have a studio really focused on that and, and really understanding your core values so that they're feeding us projects that make sense for us. Um, and they sort of know it very intuitively um, because we work so closely together. So they're, they're a big piece of this as well. Alison Hoffman and Monica Raymond speaking with Michael Pickard as part of C21's Content LA On Demand, which got underway online last week. Video versions of all the sessions are available on c21media.net if you're a pro subscriber, and there'll be more from the event in the podcast tomorrow. But in the meantime, stay safe and up to date with all the latest international TV industry news and views by following C21 online, on mobile and social media. My name's Jonathan Webtail. Thanks for listening.